Welcome back to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And we have another Really Real Deal guest lined up for you today, Mark Bego. And uh, I'm telling you, I did not know this man has written 62 books, folks. And um, I mean, uh, Mark, are you there? I'm very busy writing all those books. <laughs> yeah, I see you've been a very, very busy guy. And, uh, man, I'm just looking at a, the list of, let me s- scroll back to the top here. I mean, it's not just Aretha Franklin, man. You have written, whoo, good God, uh, Elton John, Billy Joel, Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Bonnie Raitt, the Doobie Brothers, Three Dog Night, I mean, Aretha, the Supremes, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, Tina Turner, Whitney. I mean, it, on and on and on, uh, all the way down to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> see, I have good taste in music and movies, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, I see. Yeah, a whole a long list of uh, actors you've written about, too. DiCaprio, Will Smith, Matt Damon, Rock Hudson. Uh, Julia Roberts, Linda Gray. I mean, on and on and on, man. And uh, and you're from Detroit, right? I am. I'm from the suburbs of Detroit. I was born in Pontiac and grew up in uh, Bloomfield Hills. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. right where Aretha had her house in Bloomfield Hills, or has one of her houses. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and there's something special about Detroit that you have uh, Aretha. I mean, within. You know, the way I understand it is just within um, a few miles or it might even be within a few blocks that uh, you had, uh, you know, in the 50s and 60s, you had all this talent, all these young people um, that were just uh, blew the world away with the Motown sound. I mean, what was what was it like uh, in, in the early days well, I um, I lived up in the suburbs, and when I when I grew up in the late '60s, I was in high school, and my music was what was going on down Woodward Avenue, Motown. I loved the Supremes, loved Martha and the Vandellas, the Temptations, and how exciting it was for me to imagine that they're like 20 miles away, right down Woodward Avenue, literally, mm-hmm. with Motown records. And you know what an era! My God, like you said, uh, Aretha. Smokey, uh, Barry Gordy, all the guys from The Temptations, The Supremes, all this incredible talent right there concentrated in Detroit. Yeah. You know, it makes one wonder, is it Motown that made this happen, or is it all that incredible talent that made Motown happen? It, it had to be the talent. I mean, they they even say, and I, well, actually, I read this in your book, so it's not they say you <laughs> 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 that, um Aretha was uh, very young and a pianist, and that there were people that really wanted her when she was singing gospel music in her father's church choir, uh, but that she was too young to be, uh, you know, going out and being a part of that world. But that even back then, they recognized the talent that Aretha had at 12, 13, 14 years old. I mean, that's amazing to think that Aretha recorded her first album as a 14-year-old girl. I mean, that's just amazing. And if you listen to those recordings, 
Um, the recordings are a little rough themselves, but Aretha's voice is just as clear as a bell. Mm-hmm. There's just no question she was going to really do something with that talent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one of the things I always noticed about Aretha Franklin, and I, you know, love her music, but she always seemed so sad. Okay, and so and it and 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 I talked about this last week when we did the the program uh, right after her passing that she appeared to be a woman who was very, very well acquainted with, with grief, with heartache, and with pain. And as we all know, you know, art, pain and art kind of can go hand in hand. It's, it's like that, that old saying about the, uh, the hammer of the chisel, you know, carving the, the, the ugly rock into a beautiful uh, work of art, uh, Sometimes for some lives, there's that type of pain, the striking of the hammer and the chisel. That is really a good point you bring up, because Aretha did have, although she grew up in her father's church, was uh, definitely well upper middle class in downtown Detroit. The hardships that she had were not financial, but emotional. Mm -hmm. Her mother deserted the family when she was a young girl. Her father uh, was a local celebrity. Uh, she became pregnant at the age 12. She had two children by the time she was 16, had to drop out of high school. Her father was very domineering. She married uh, the wrong man as her first husband. and mm-hmm. he At 19, her. married him. Yeah, just to get out of her father's house, I think. Yeah, I would guess so. I mean, and he, he was not just a celebrity. He was a celebrity preacher. I mean, Absolutely. and I talk about pulpit pimps all the time. So it's like an early version of a pulpit pimp with, you know, could command $4,000 for a sermon. I mean, back in the 1950s, $4,000? Can you imagine? That that I mean, would be like 50000 today, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so he was someone that commanded that kind of money and really kind of sold his uh, uh, ability to preach to people mm-hmm. uh, and, and went off on uh, tent, those, those uh, gospel caravans where they'd have a tent and, mm-hmm. and go through the South and, and do those revival meetings. He would take Aretha with him. Mm-hmm. And he also had a household where, since he was a celebrity, Dinah Washington would come over. Mahalia Jackson would be there. Mm-hmm. Sam Cooke would stop by for dinner. I mean, so Aretha saw all these incredible people who could sing so many different styles, and she was influenced and inspired by them. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, it, was, it just came bursting forth, I think, yeah. that talent. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was reading in your book about Mahalia Jackson and um, and what she she and gave actually gave Aretha encouragement not not only in singing but in piano playing. Absolutely. You know, when I, I was doing this book, I interviewed the, the first version of this book came out in 1989, and this is actually the third time I've had to update it because the interest in Aretha just grows and grows. And now with her passing, everyone wants to know what the backstory was on her life, and she. She wasn't sure what to do, so she took off for New York as a teenager. She was 18 years old when she went to New York to sign with Columbia Records. And I really want to encourage your listeners to go check out some of those Columbia recordings that Aretha mm-hmm. did, although they were not as commercial as Respect and the other things she did at Atlantic in the 60s and 70s. Her voice is so clean and pure, singing the blues, singing pop standards, singing just 
absolutely anything. Just gorgeous. That that voice is so crisp and clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's great that she found the commercial success that made her the Queen of Soul. Yeah. We're all proud of that. But her talent shines through on those Columbia albums as well. Yeah. Now, what was the story behind the reason she chose not to go with Motown? I mean, that's like the hometown and all they, they, they all these people knew one another. And she goes, you know, first to Columbia, then to Atlantic and, and not to Motown. Well, you have to look at the timeline of what was going on. When Aretha signed with Columbia Records, it was like 1959, 1960, Motown was not a big deal at that point. Motown was, had started in 59, had a couple of local artists, did not have the kind of money that it would take for, for Aretha to launch a career mm-hmm. and launch a show and, 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 and get a, a, the kind of recording contract she wanted. Uh, had it happened a little differently, when Motown was the huge thing in Detroit, say five years later, um, then she may have have definitely mm-hmm. ended up at Motown. But Motown wasn't wasn't the force that it became mm-hmm. in 1959, 1960. So when did she sign with Atlantic? Um, she signed with Atlantic in '67. Record contracts are typically seven-year contracts. Uh-huh. So uh, from '60 to '67, she was at uh, Columbia. Then she signed with Atlantic because they were having a lot of chart success with R&B records, and she longed to be where she could really let loose. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I interviewed Jerry Wexler, uh, her producer from that era, he said to me, Aretha seemed very uh, sort of closed up in the studio and and a little bit timid. He said, he took her to the piano and he said, would you please play the piano? and sing to your piano playing. And he said her soul opened up once she started doing that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And look, one of my favorite uh, songs that we play when we go to commercial break is uh, You Gotta Think. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, singing about by. freedom. Hmm? <laughs> words to live by. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I've heard somewhere that she said that that was her favorite of all her songs. You can see why if you watch the Blues Brothers and see that incredible number she does in yes. the film, that she turns <laughs> think into an anthem. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and look, the whole nation could use think as an anthem, couldn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you, please, would someone stop and think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So look, uh, tell folks how they can, because uh, I understand the um, this this latest version. Uh, is coming out uh, in a few weeks. Uh, tell folks how they can uh, hook up with you, uh, get your, um, you know, I guess you, you have an entire library. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, thankfully, uh, Barnes & Noble and uh, barnesandnoble.com and the, the uh, reading machines Nook and Amazon and their Kindle uh, makes it available for everybody to read this book. Mm-hmm. It's um, the official pub date for my book is, uh, which is a special tribute edition to Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, is going to be September 18th. But the pre-sales on Amazon mm-hmm. already drove it up to number one on one of their lists. Wow! So you can pre-order it. Um, it will be in your local bookstore. Go to your local bookstore if you're near Barnes and Noble. Ask them when it's coming in. It's already at the, the printer and shipping, so it should be any time now. Oh, okay. 
Great, great. Well, I really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate uh, all your work. I mean, these these artists do a lot, but folks like you who write about them, man, that's a lot of work, too. That's a labor of love. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It, it is a passion of mine. Uh, I grew up loving Aretha's music, so this book was, was, was second nature to me. I wanted to tell the story of someone who I really admired and Aretha fit that bill. Right. Well, God bless you. Much success to you in the future with other endeavors and, and particularly with this book. And thank you for sharing with our audience. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. 